But right now, uh, a huge, another huge game of footy this weekend. It's not, it's not getting spoken about enough, well, not I don't here. think. I mean, I don't know, up there, even up there, I don't think it's a thing. I mean, Brisbane are flying along and the Gold Coast Suns, well, they're, they're improving, uh, thankfully. Uh, but it's the Q clash. And it's, well, and it's all, um, the media up there is all state of origin. Oh, they're all a bit yeah. crazy about that, I suppose, yeah. It's about there, yeah. Yeah, but uh, one of the superstars from both teams, he won a best and fairest at the Lions and then he, he played 100, over 100 games with the Gold Coast Suns, was part of their inaugural team. He couldn't win a BNF. The Gold Coast, unfortunately, because oh, yeah. he had G Ablett in the yeah. side, which was uh, a bit difficult. But uh, I'm sure he ran second a few times. Uh, and that's uh, Michael Richard Telly. G'day, Michael. Uh, good afternoon slash uh, evening. Hello, guys. <laughs> How are we? Yeah, well. no, not too bad. Thanks, mate. That, uh, is that right? Did you? How many times did you run second at Ablett in the BNF? Uh, well, you, not well. There, even finishing probably top three, top four, it was very difficult, as you know. He was <laughs> a superstar um, freak, um, but didn't finish too many. Um, probably a little, even maybe outside a bit of the, uh, the top five, but we had some genuine superstars that were coming through, so probably not, gave it a nudge about a couple of times. Yeah, fair enough. Michael, was it here? Just before we get into the big Q clash, uh, more, yes. on, more on your sort of career, that... The differences, I mean, you, you, you went from a, a Brisbane Lions team that was just, like, rolling and, and so good in a lot of ways to a new team. What were the differences that, when the difficulties that you had as a player? Yeah, I guess when you, when you, when you look back on it, in, I think I left, well, I did leave at the end of 2010, um, well, obviously, everything's already there prepared. I mean, you, you, you're talking history. So, obviously, the Lions got the history. Um, so, they've had a lot of work leading up to it and come off the back of sort of one, two, three um, grand finals. Um, well, four in a row. But um, so, you had, you know, a lot of confidence um, when I arrived. So, there was, there was lots to learn. Uh, it was probably the best club to go to. When I was um, when I got dropped from from Melbourne at seventeen, mm-hmm. so um, so probably the best club to go to. And then after you know my time there towards the end, um, weren't going that great. Um, probably the, the the previous you know couple of years before that. Um, but yeah, the, obviously the the big key thing it was a lot. There was a history there, and there was culture really there. So you had the likes of Brownies and Blacks and Lappins mm. and Scots. You could you could go on and on. So there wasn't. So that was already there, um, and that just keep you know filtering through. But obviously, moving to a new franchise and something that's start up fresh, you sort of have to. Well, you do have to build it, um, and it's the the whole the whole management. You know, the foundations. Everything has to get get built again so very very difficult but um, you know really really proud that I was a part of something you know new and and I dare say that there's not many AFL players when you look at it that that can have that opportunity to start something new and be a part of especially too as you would have had obviously had a leadership role what was was there pressure like on you or were the people around smart enough to say look we don't want to put the pressure on the players Especially the older ones, um, but yeah, no, there was, there, 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 no, there was, and and the the pressure wasn't coming from you know the coaches and the footy club. It's it's pressures are always going to be there, regardless of you're in a leadership role. And 
you learn this as you sort of get older and you, you're more experienced that the the pressures are just a part of footy uh, and, and in any elite environment, that's just what happens. Um, again, with that, you can put, you know, excess pressure on yourself and um, when you're not, you know, playing up to standard of what you believe is adequate and then you can sort of get to, you know, lose yourself a little bit, but it's all about your, your growth and the support that you have around us. And it, at the time, it was pretty good. Um, there's a lot of other factors happening, but... Um, for the main point and, and for how things were travelling, we had a really good team, um, good players, and it was just uh, just trying to get that filtered through the whole club. And can I ask, was there was there something that perhaps now in hindsight or you, that you picked up earlier that they may have done wrong in that? Well, not so wrong. I, don't, I probably wouldn't use the words wrong, but yep. it's, I, I definitely think there was a part of it maybe a little bit too early and as far as on... The way that it was almost, I believe, a little bit rushed yep. to try and get it out there. Um, you know, it got there in the end, you know, with facilities and all, but uh, if you had your time again, and I would dare say that a lot of people would say the same thing, probably just a year too early or even probably a couple of years too early, but that's what was uh, presented and um, that was, you know, the AFL's decision to get uh, another team in, which was great. Um but, you know, there's a lot of work that went into that as well. So um, I think the, the work leading up to it was, you know, years and years um, trying to trying to get it started. So it's a little bit difficult to say whether it was a little bit too early or not, but it was there. That's the year. And you sort of, you know, the footy, the footy knowledge of it all is just to get on with it, really. So no surprise then with the Tasmania announcement that they've, they've announced it but said it's in five years' time. You think that's probably a good thing and makes a lot of sense? Well, I think it gives you time, doesn't it? Like yeah. everyone, and, and I dare say it would have been, you know, planning before that, before everyone else knew, yeah. obviously. But, yeah, that sort of five years gives them some some breathing space, but um, that'll come around pretty quick. So, you know, a lot of the, lot of the groundwork and the hard work, you know, has, has been started already and will continue. You obviously want to get some... Um, you want to be able to have a team there that's ready to go um, and not to be... Uh, be bleeding um, early, so. But you know, I think the AFL has done a pretty good job, really. When you look at it, yes, no, they, they have. Uh, we're talking to Michael Rissatelli uh, ahead of the Rissatelli Cup uh, this weekend. Yes, the uh, he played 100 games for both Brisbane and uh, the Suns. Now. I want to go back to the very start, Michael. Um, yes. Uh, of your footy career, because it's a fascinating debut. Busted his way into the team. Absolutely. <laughs> superstar Brisbane lineup. Um, now, uh, at half time of your debut, you, you, you just uh, you're 29 points in front. I've got the AFL tables up. You're, you're only 29 in front. Uh, do you remember the rev up at half time Lee gave you? <laughs> hey, you left it. Was that 20, we were 29 points up at half time? Yeah. My first game. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I didn't realise that. Um, but <laughs> you kicked so 21 I, so, goals in the second half. <laughs> so, so what happened was, so this is this is a thing. So I, I didn't know I was going to play. So it was a late out. So Sean Hart, yeah. he, he had a migraine. So I was doing okay um, in the resis. I think I was getting a few kicks and um, and do what I needed. So I was giving it, giving it a bit of a nudge. Now, um, didn't realise, but on the actual day of the game, um, got, got the phone call that I'll be playing. So day born, and so there's a lot of work behind, you know, with the with the welfare officer, and at the time it was uh, Shane Johnson, um, and so he happened to have to, you know, get the flights sorted for my parents, obviously in, in mm-hmm. Melbourne. So they have to quickly sort of organise flights. 
Um, Dad was at work, so there was shit going on everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, didn't, so I didn't know what was going on. I was like, yep, I'm playing, but um, so it was real. So in, in one way, it was probably good, so I didn't have to think about it too much. Um, but by the time the first bounce um, to, uh, started, my parents just arrived at the Gabba and they were heading down the stairs to their seats. Oh, right. Oh, so they... So they just managed to get, you know, everything sorted, flights, um, accommodation, um, getting picked up from the airport for them, traffic to get to the Gabba for them to see me play for their first game. So um, talk about cutting it fine, but they actually nailed it. So it was um, was one to remember. But to to go back into your point about what was said, um, directly to me, I can remember Lee Matthews saying... um, you know, don't be afraid because you, you got to remember I was playing forward with Jonathan Brown, Daniel Bradshaw, Alistair Lynch. So, um, <laughs> Get I, actually didn't want to really, I actually didn't actually really want to touch the ball to be honest because I was scared they were going to um, yeah, let me know about it. But yep. he just said, don't be afraid of it. Just go do what you need to do. Like you've been picked for it. So um, pretty much don't be a witch's hut. Yeah. Um, so, which was which was good, and then somehow managed to do a couple of tackles and kicked a couple of goals, and that was it. And that's all she wrote. And then I think we ended up winning by a hundred and something points. Well, yeah, it was the biggest uh, Lions highest ever score, their biggest ever win, and Adelaide's biggest ever loss uh, in the history. You end up winning by one hundred and forty-one points, kicking twenty-nine fifteen, but twenty-one goals in that second half. Oh, that's why I was fascinated by half time. Well, did Lee Matthews just give you this almighty rev up to say, ah, not good enough. <laughs> let's how, get going. How, how, um, how easy is the footy? <laughs> that's right. And it's, it's, I don't know what anyone else is talking about. It's actually not that hard. You kick straight, you kick off. <laughs> just, oh. just on two, getting your parents up there inside that time, that's a very cool, sto- like cool story and, and like a, it just shows what footy clubs do, do and have to they do. do. Yep. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. I couldn't even. I couldn't have done. Um, yeah, the, the, well, it couldn't have worked out any better. Mm. Um, you know, in hindsight, if you had time and preparation, but sometimes you know that's just the way that it goes. And unfortunately, at the time, hardly had a migraine, so mm. um, which led me to be able to debut. And but they were really, you know, everything was was really well sorted and um, resourced, and they were really professional with. Yeah, you know, looking after families. So um, yeah, they did a fantastic job. And what what about now? Whereabouts are you now? What are you and what are you up to? Uh, so on the on the Gold Coast, yep. living in Burley, been here for the last uh, obviously when I moved, but loving it, loving it here. Been here for about ten years. Um, a lot of Melbourneans have moved up here, mm. um, so it's a lot more busier than it used to be. Um, but yeah, working for a company called B Mentors. Um, working in that sort of NDI space yep. um, for all people with all abilities I look after partnerships and uh, and the sponsorships so it's a pretty young company but yeah doing some really really good things and so in regards to the Q clash coming up is there is, is there exposure or uh, we would be seeing a lot of sort of rugby stuff as well no there is like there is and, and you mentioned it uh, you know prior to the the chat that there was you know the origins up here is, is really big no it is big but there is uh, there's there's noise about it here, um, and and it'll be obviously even more in in Brizzy. But there's uh, there's a lot more happening 
um, in Queensland and, and more in particular like the Gold Coast with just the participation with AFL, especially in women's. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a natural growth that's that's happening. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of strong teams um, in the juniors. And my kid plays, so my little uh, son Kai plays for Broadbeach Cats and they've got about, they're under, he's under 10, so they've got about, I think, four or five um, teams. Oh. So, so it's 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 Good. really yeah it's picking up and it's it has been for quite a while but um, just because of the nature of you know the the Queensland state it's obviously rugby but it, there's there's a lot um, pushing for the for the AFL which is great. Could you see um, it like the parties coming together the NRL up there and the the AFL up there? I mean I can't see it in New oh. South Wales but in Queensland perhaps. Having not a crossover, but like a crossover of sort of, sort of sponsorship things, a crossover of. Um, not with Valandis there, I don't. Yeah, know. could you could you see that and, and that having a, a positive impact? Well, I think sports such a good you know it's it's a good tool to use to be able to do you know certain things. There's there's so many things out there, but. I dare say that there's you know a lot of a lot of Queensland people and. Um, is that there's a lot of people not from from Queensland or not from the Gold Coast. There's a lot of people outside of that, so there's quite a mixture of people um, which can can are able to participate in so many different sports and, and having NRL, which is huge, alongside AFL. There's there's definitely something that can be, I think, arranged, um, which you know, which only impacts you know the benefit of you know sport in general. So definitely. Yeah. I only say that because, I mean, in Melbourne we have obviously Melbourne Storm and you've got... Um, Ten teams. Uh, Selwood's gone there coaching. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of <laughs> input from the rugby guys around tackling and things like that. So it can't work harmoniously, but... Well, no, I can. I've got a actually um, good mate. So I mean, Nick Matcheski, a good mate of mine. He does a little bit of um, like kicking coaching for yep. um, the Titans. Oh, yeah. um, and at the time when we were playing at the Suns, the the Titans used to come and I think there was a time where they we would help them out by doing some kicking, and then they would help us out doing some some tackling. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't really see it that much, but I know I do know that uh, was it. I think I'm pretty sure Melbourne Storm and Hawks they used they did have like a really good connection. Yep. Um, and there's probably a little bit of that happening too with uh, with the Lions and the Broncos, I assume. But um, but there's definitely yeah, there has been some some connections made. Um, but but it, it probably could be worth even doing it further. Um, I understand. Yeah. No. But um, but yeah. But I mean, you know, the schedule's busy. Everyone's yeah. busy. So mm. just trying to find that time really. And you, you, will you be hitting the game this weekend? Yeah, heading to the game this weekend. Got my, it's actually my son's birthday. He's turning oh. 10, so... Happy birthday. So I'll take him up there and, um, yeah, it should be a good match. Looking oh. forward to it. You'll get the VIP pass, wouldn't Absolutely. you? You'd be uh, in both rooms as a former legend of both clubs, yeah? Uh, Surely you'd be invited uh, into yes. the coach's box and doing all that stuff as well. Yeah, the, I've, I spoke to Fags and said I'll be popping in just uh, just before half time if he <laughs> needs a bit of a, some, any KPIs and all. But um, but no, it's always good. It's always good to go back there, the Gabba, um, spend a bit of time, so and seeing some old faces, which is nice. Yeah, last one from me, mate. How's the rig? Because it was always in in very good nick. How is the rig? The rig's not too bad. Um, well, you're on the Gold Coast, keep, so you got to keep... On the Gold Coast, it's, yeah. it's a little bit pale at the moment, but um, I still try and uh, 
keep in somewhat shape. So I do go to the gym from time to time. The running aspect of it's probably not my strength. So I just um, just do a few curls, a few chin-ups, feel good about myself, and then uh, <laughs> do that a couple of times a week and just carry on through the weekend. Oh, oh, very nice. Now, just, just an easy one for me, Michael. Um, who's the best player you played with? I mean, I know you went through that Brisbane <sighs> team and coming off the grand oh, finals geez. and premierships and... Obviously, you play with Ablett up on the Suns. Uh, um, who, who's the if, oh, if you had to, you have to pick one of the guys that you played? See, with. that's a very, very difficult question to, <laughs> to answer. I know people will be looking like, yes, there's, there's got to be one, but they're, they're, it's not really that simple. But yeah. I think the best all-round player that I've that I've played with is Blackie. Yep, yep. Simon Black. Not all round, so very you know, very clean. Um, uh, a great human um, learned a lot um, but I think overall um, in my time and freakish abilities you'd have to go and you can't go past Gary Ablett yeah. and I only say this because you know spending quite a lot of time training with him and um, and being um, beside him and just seeing how he goes about things but there was I think there was one year where I'm going to say it might have been when he won the Brownlow where I don't even think he touched Many pills, did much running at all. He was on the he was on the bike, so oh. he pretty much had you know three or four months on the bike, um, limited preparation, and then I'm pretty sure he come out there you know from rounds one to four or five, having forty every week and kicking three or four. And mm. yeah. So you just you just sort of sit back and um, you actually become a spectator, you know, yeah. quite a few times where you just sit back and watch him do his thing. And you just think how how is he able to do this? Um, yeah. and do it week in, week out, and like, it's just, uh, you know, clockwork. So they're probably the two yeah. that really stand out for me. Well, you obviously, I mean, you would have had Vossi as captain, you would have had John Brown, uh, you would have also Akamanis had Black Akin, all, all that. But what was he like? What was Ablett like as a captain? He was, yeah, he, he, complete, so he completely different to, to Brownie. Yeah. Um, everyone knows what, what Brownie was, and... Uh, Gary, Gary was very, you know, low-key. Um, you know, definitely when he spoke, people listened. Um, but he didn't really need to go out of his way and, and pull blokes aside and that. It was very, it was done in a, uh, a very um, uh, non-combative way, which, yeah. you know, which probably to his credit was um, ahead of his time because of the trying to get, you know, the, the new up to... Uh, up to standard, you know, um, delivering messages and the communication aspect. So, mm. um, completely do two different characters. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, was, he, was it the right choice, do you think, having him as the leader, or maybe there was like someone else that could have been the captain of the Gold, original Gold Coast team? Oh, like look yourself, back on it maybe. Now, put, no, I mean, you've got to look on, on all fates, you know, with with sort of the, the marketing as mm. well. It's a new franchise. Um, so I think they made the right appointment for sure. Yep. Um, there's a lot lot of, you know, stuff on his shoulders that he had to, to, to take on board. But um, I still think, yeah, it's it's the right decision. He's one of the greats to ever play the game. So, yeah. um, you know, I think we, we're, not, we're not always, you know, perfect in, in our ways. But um, I think Gaz in the end, you know, did... Pretty good job, all things considered. Oh, good call. Hey, Michael, we might have to leave it there. We've run out of time, but right, uh, we've uh, had so much fun chatting to you, buddy. Good luck. Hopefully uh, your boy has a fantastic birthday yeah. on uh, Saturday night and, uh, well, you get to present the Risha Telly Cup. I'm assuming <laughs> there is one. 
Has to be. No worries. Thanks for your time, guys. And, and any of your listeners out there, they might want to put a little petition together. Yes, maybe we, just, we uh, want. Just, maybe put it out there. I'll speak to I'll speak to Marcus Ashcroft. He probably won't be happy about it, but I think it's time to move on. Well, that's yeah. it. He never played for the Suns. It doesn't Correct. make any sense. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying from day dot. <laughs> and also, just quickly, while we've got, um, uh, just Nick Malcheski, he's a local lad. Um, if, if you get a chance, if you run into him, just say, look, we're looking to him to have a chat with him on our show. So if you could, that'd be great. No worries, Matt. I'll go straight after this to his joint. He lives around the corner. I'll have a chat to him. Um, we'll, we'll tee it up for you, lads. Oh, you're yeah. a good man. All right, thanks uh, for your chat. time, thanks, mate. All right, good on you guys. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Uh, Michael Rissatelli there.